The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca. Welcome again to the Informed Traveler Radio Show. I'm Randy Sharman. This part of the show is brought to you by Park to Go Value Valet. No hassles, no delays. That's a promise. And every so often, we like to invite travel writer and blogger Paula Worthington on the program to tell us about her recent travel adventures. And recently, she traveled to Jordan, and she joins us now on the phone to tell us more about it. Her website, by the way, is wanderswild.com. Hi, Paula. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm very excited to learn about Jordan and traveling to Jordan, but the million-dollar question, and I know you go to a lot of exotic places and places off the beaten path, so I'm not surprised that you went to Jordan, but I'd like to know why you chose Jordan. Well, I've always been intrigued by the Middle East. I hadn't traveled to the Middle East before, and, um, you know, a lot of people have maybe a little bit of, of... fear or caution because a lot of what we see and hear about the Middle East is what we see through the news. Um, But I'd always heard incredible things about Jordan and uh, I'd heard it was also very peaceful and very safe. And I'll admit that um, years ago, watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and seeing (laughs) them ride up that canyon to that beautiful uh, redstone building called the Treasury that place is not a studio. That place actually exists, and it's in Petra, which is located in Jordan as well. Cool. So now, did you have some safety concerns at all? Or, or I mean, in general, and especially as traveling as, as a woman, were you, were you by yourself? Were you with a group? How did that work? So I traveled with G Adventures, and they're experts all over the world, and and they travel and and have small group tours all over the world, and that really appealed to me as well, because uh, I like to stay really active and and like to keep moving on tours, and so they have a maximum group size of around 15 or 16 people, which is great, and it was specified as an active trip, so um, lots of hiking, lots of walking around, and um, you know, they, they have a lot of great team members on the ground. Your guide is local. And um, G, of course, is a Canadian company, and they are always monitoring and checking for safety guidelines and, and making sure that travelers are going to safe places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a whole, I think that Jordan is absolutely safe. It's probably... Um, I've, I've probably one of the safest places I've ever felt. And, uh, and so that to me really kind of shattered maybe some preconceptions I had about maybe I was going to feel uncomfortable or unsafe. And I found the people to be very warm, very welcoming and uh, in very good hands for every single part of the trip. Well, and we've had people from G Adventures on many times on the show, and they do do an excellent job. And I think if you're going to a place like Jordan, that's probably the route you want to do it rather than going it on your own kind of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, the the driving habits are are a little bit different culturally than in Canada, you know, in terms of (laughs) we like to signal our lane changes here, and that's not necessarily the case there. So it's not a place where where most people would want to necessarily drive on their own or necessarily navigate on their own. And um, in that kind of a place, it's, it's Jordan's a relatively small country, but there's so much to see and do and to be able to um, kind of take the expert's advice 
like something like G Adventures, where mm. you know they know all the great spots, and we were actually able to go and visit some areas that might not have been on my radar, and they were you know world class, amazing, incredible um, natural settings and hiking tours and views, and and they can also leverage local people. So in some cases. Um, for example, in the Dana Biosphere Preserve, which is sort of a Grand Canyon meets uh, Utah meets Alberta Badlands kind of place, they actually had a local come and meet us and he guided our hike for the day. So that kind of knowledge and those kinds of connections just make your trip that much more valuable. Oh, yeah. And also you're saving a lot of time by going where you're supposed to be at the right time and not you know, sort of wasting it looking for, uh, you know, places that you may not be uh, wanting to go or need to go or that type of thing, right? Yeah, and knowing when to go as well. Um, You know, uh, some of us in the group really love photography, and when we were in Petra, they made the recommendation that, you know, that the Petra opens at 6 a.m., let's make sure we're there at 6 a.m., um, to capture those great morning light photos without a lot of tourists in them, which was important for a lot of people. So, you know, we were we were up bright and early and we were there and we were able to, you know, really almost feel like we had the place to ourselves for a little while. And having that local knowledge to know when to go, have someone take you there, show you where to go, show you the highlights, um, you, really lets you just sit back and enjoy and, and uh and take in all the sites of, of the country. You mentioned some of the highlights. What were some of the uh, awestruck moments for you? Well, Petra, for sure. Um, you can, you can, I was just amazed at how huge the site is. You know, people think of the Treasury Building, which everybody knows from Indiana Jones, but that that's really just chapter one of a huge book that is Petra. Um, we spent about 11 hours that day hiking around all over um, the Petra area and going to up to the monastery and up to various viewpoints. And, and we still didn't see all of it. Um, uh, someone in the group was wearing a pedometer and, and we did close to 24 kilometers on our feet and, and still <laughs> didn't see it all. So it is immense. It is incredible um, what they built 2000 years ago. And a lot of it is still being excavated. So um, it's named as a, as one of the new wonders of the world and, and without hesitation, it absolutely is. Um the Dead Sea is incredible. So the Dead Sea borders between Jordan and Israel. It's actually the lowest point on Earth. So you're sitting at about 1,400 feet below sea level. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, the air is very oxygen rich. It makes you feel really fit and good. And, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's just that the, the salinity of the Dead Sea is 10 times what it is in a typical ocean. So it's very floaty. And, and so that's kind of an interesting sensation of, uh, of being able to kind of float absolutely effortlessly in the water. And, and the surrounding area is amazing. We did some uh, canyoning um, through kind of our Red Rock Canyon there. And, and then, of course, just sort of enjoying uh, enjoying relaxing by the Dead Sea and all that goes with it. Mm-hmm. So how long were you there for? I was there for about nine days total. And uh, the trip we started and finished in Amman, which is the capital, and um, was relatively easy to get to. I flew through London and... Um, and so it was just two flights to, to get to Jordan. And Amman is interesting as well. It, it has um, a number of um, Roman ruins. So they have a huge Roman amphitheater, and the Citadel uh, has these quite well-preserved Roman ruins, and you actually can find those sites throughout the entire country. So 
um, you know, you get home and you look at your photos and, and in some, it looks like Italy in some places, but, um, you know, the Romans were there and, and they've been able to preserve a lot of that. So there's a lot of um, really rich history in that area, obviously, when, when you look at from biblical times, but also the Romans and, and as well as, of course, all that goes along with, with a great culture and food and, and all the rest of it that, that comes along with a place that's as foreign as Jordan is. Well, you, you mentioned food, so now tell me about some of the foods that you enjoyed or maybe didn't enjoy when you were there. You know, I, I ate, I tried, I mean, I ate Jordanian food every single day. Uh, I love when I travel to just immerse myself in the culture. And, you know, there's there's time to eat Canadian food when you get back home. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is based on, you know, things like pita is at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, really great, uh, like, different kinds of dips that we know here, you know, hummus-type dips, garlic mm-hmm. dips. Um, they eat a lot of chicken and lamb and seasoned rice and tabbouleh salad. Um, there's actually, we spent a night in Wadi Room, which is a kind of a desert area, um, in a Bedouin camp, and they cook underground. So they light a fire uh, underground, and then they put in this contraption that has kind of a layer of vegetables and a layer of, of rice and a layer of chicken and lamb. And they it's almost like a hot coal-type underground cooking, and they leave it there for several hours, and then they uh, cover it with sand, and then a few hours later they dig it out again. So you see some of those kind of... Um, um, food types that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. But yeah, a lot of, uh, they, they grow a lot of vegetables in Jordan um, that are distributed throughout the Middle East. So lots of um, cucumbers and tomatoes. And so they make great salads with that. And then, yeah, the staple definitely is uh, hummus and pita and chicken and lamb and, and all those delicious things that go oh, in. Yeah. Well, we only have a few seconds, but any surprises, uh, anything that, uh, or something you didn't expect? I think, you know, just the level of safety I felt and the friendliness, um, they treat everyone as a guest, and I, and I certainly felt that way. And I think just the, the sheer amount of beauty and na- uh, natural diversity in, throughout the whole country, every turn is a different scene, and, uh, and just how it just changed my perception of, of that area and how much there is to explore in uh, in the Middle East and specifically in Jordan. Wonderful. Paula Worthington, travel writer, blogger. You can find her story on wonderswild.com. Thanks for your insight, Paula. Always a pleasure. Thank you. The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca.